don't know if you can tell, Will, but I got a new comfortable position over here. And, uh... <laughs> what a start we're off to. <laughs> Willie T just talking with no mic. <laughs> Fun yeah, times. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm little, I'm relaxed, man. You sit, you know, you do the thing for hours and hours, and we have a guest coming in tomorrow, and so we had to kind of rearrange things to compensate for the guest. And then I was like, you know what, man, this right here, I feel like I could sit here for a bit. Yeah, and it's a nice view. I felt like I could be here, and I had a big, I have the big screen in front of me. You now, people who caught the last episode, they caught us experimenting. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Don't it's worry. All fun. L listen, man. If there's one thing that's been consistent in my life, uh, what thirty six years, thirty five, thirty six years, yeah. it's been that I, I haven't been at a loss for words. <laughs> Keeps going. I some I don't know. I somehow uh, find them. And so I wouldn't worry about that too much that I'm not going to have things to talk about. I got things to talk about. We were just experiment, experimenting with an enhanced or expanded version of Willie Do's wild card speed round, mm -hmm. which we liked. I had fun doing it. So uh, I know this has been a long-winded intro here, but we're going to make it a segment mm -hmm. on the show, and we're going to play around with the right balance of things. And But anyway, we have some news to get through. Some uh, technology stuff, mm -hmm. and actually one non-technology related story. To kick it off, Samsung is apparently sending out the Galaxy Z Fold 3 and Z Flip 3 to partner, so they're getting close to releasing it. And I'm reading through this article, I'm like, damn, are we already there? Are we already close to the third generation of this foldable? Because it felt like science fiction when it happened and it's crazy how normal something feels but then it's also crazy that we're on third generation already and you like the fold too i miss the f i miss the folding and the flipping and the flapping mm. i kind of miss it and there are times to this day where i'm sitting there thinking you know i want to reach for that i want to pick that back up yeah. because i'm using a phone that doesn't do any of those things and it wasn't it's not perfect i mean none of them are you go in there you nitpick it's a good time. It is. I'll tell you what. You have to change your way of uh, using a phone. Listen, in man, a way. I'll tell you something. It makes it fun again. That's for sure. When these things show up on the desk on Unbox Therapy, it makes things fun again. Where I'm like, damn, they don't have to be the way they are. Maybe they're going to be something different eventually. Well, I think we all know they will be. The question is when and at what pace, you know, all that stuff. But either way, Fold 3 and Flip 3 are starting to be sent to carriers. This is word from local media in Korea that the likes of uh, SK Telecom, KT, and LGU Plus are starting to receive their versions of the Fold 3 and Flip 3, um, which means, of course, that they're going to start doing their testing on their networks, and it means we're getting really close to the release. And then there's another tidbit in here. I said nitpick and tidbit. You see how that goes? You know, I read one comment. People said that they one thing they missed was no uh, conversation about hash browns. 
in the last oh, yeah. episode. They're saying, man, you got to be at that pace where it's like a hash brown might come up. It's almost a requirement and, nowadays. You know, or some some sort of uh, detour. Because we got, I didn't know this, but we got known for the detours. Yeah. We got to throw a chicken sandwich in there once in a while. I didn't know this, but we're known for the detours. Yes. We specialize it, to be honest. So anyway, there were no hash brown related uh, comment. Anyway, I just wanted to follow up because I did see the comment on the hash browns. It's real quick because you were a bit confused back when it came up the first time. I just want to say something real quick. That the ultimate hash brown is actually none of what we talked about in that moment. Really? No, the ultimate hash brown is you just take the leftover potatoes that you have from dinner, which it could have been a baked potato or it could have been a boiled potato, okay. and you slice it into irregular shapes but smaller, and then you fry that up instead. You oh. follow me right now? And then you get the eggs involved and everything else. What does it look like? Is it... It looks like a very homemade version of hash brown. Like this? I mean, you still use... No, no! Oh. I'm talking like chopped up in like rough shapes. It's almost like a... I mean, you could just you could just do... Uh, what could you do? You could do... Do homemade hash browns. Try that out. Try that out. No, nah, you're not going to find it like this. I'm just saying it's like a fried potato. It's still in a potato shape. You've been to a restaurant. I'm sure uh, you've seen this before. Okay. I'm sure you've seen this before. It's not like hickory sticks. No, 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 no. no. It's not shredded. Oh. And, and honestly... Isn't that a baked potato? No, no. But I'm saying it's fried on the pan, right? The frying portion is a big deal. And you cut it into, like, if you ever saw, like, a McCain type of, I'm talking, like, the frozen bag of hash browns, they're in little cubes. Uh -huh. you, can, you can make your own little pieces of potato using a real potato. Okay. Is there a term for that? Right there. Like, those, those crispy roasted potatoes are close, but those are roasted instead of fried. This one? Yeah. But ultimately, you can imagine an even smaller piece of that cut from a real potato, Fried on a pan along with all your ingredients, your eggs and things like mm. that, and all mixed together. This is not a hash brown. This is a... In between my, a baked potato and fries? But, but, but this was our... It was start our whole conversation around a hash brown. Right. Is that... Is a hash brown... Does it have to be shredded potatoes? I think partly, yeah. But if you go buy a bag of hash browns that are frozen in the grocery store, it's not. It's these little cubes of potato. It's right. almost like a chopped up French fry. Right. So I think hash brown has more to do with the cooking method than the shape of the potato. Okay. It's got to be fried. I think the look of it matters too. It should look like hash browns, like mashed onto a pan and fried. Go to the supermarket yeah. and go to the hash brown aisle. I mean, there's very few that look like that. Well, it's flat. Right? What is? The hash browns. No, I'm saying they're those little cubes. Type McCain hash brown right now. Uh, M-C-C-A-I-N. Yeah, there you go. That's what they look like on the left. That's the most popular bag at the local supermarket right mm. there. Of hash browns. If you buy it and take it home. I'm going to look into this. Get, get, I'm saying. <laughs> now, they do different stuff with it on this. Like, they put... 
they do things to make it flavorful. Like they'll put like some sort of beef flavoring into the potato before they freeze it. Okay. And McCain also sells that hash brown, which is like the mashed down pieces. Right. So even McCain has not decided what exactly the hash brown is, which is why I'm saying I think it has more to do with the cooking method than the shape. See, okay. like actually the other one they call shredded hash browns, and then those ones they call just hash browns. And then don't even get me started on home fries. You ever yeah. had home fries before? <laughs> Based on this conversation, I don't know if I had nothing before. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah you ain't had nothing. It's, uh, you ain't had nothing. Confusing. Anyway, I just had to put that little shout out, and I know people are like, he went from the speed round to the ultimate do detour right off the top. Yeah. And I was so fired up there, I almost called it a do tour, <laughs> which sounds a lot worse than a detour. Here's the, the part words. I wanted to. Here's the part I wanted to get to. I hope everybody's nice and relaxed now, knowing yeah. that, like, look, we're having. And, yeah. we ha and we have a guest tomorrow, which is going to be a whole new thing. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to, I got a whole new process and procedure for it. I'm not just going to bombard the audio channel with words. Right. It's going to be about our guest tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be uh, setting the stage for our guest tomorrow. Yeah. But the stage will ultimately be his. Can we get a hint of who it is? No, you can't get any hints. It's not who you think it is. Let's put it that way. Okay. So here's the part I like. Never mind the fact that the Z Flip 3 and the Z Fold 3 are showing up at partner. I mean, I like that because it means it's closer. But here's the part I like. The word is right now that the price is going to be cut upwards of 20% from the previous version. 20% hmm. is no joke. Let me put this into numerical terms for you, Will. Previous model was around $2,100 USD adjusted for the exchange rate. This new one could be around $1,670. So all of a sudden you're in the market. You That's understand? a deal. I don't know if I call it a deal. <laughs> Compared to the previous one. It's still one of the most expensive smartphones on planet Earth. It's just better than it was. Yes. It's still more than a gaming laptop. It's still more than a really nice TV. It's still more than uh, more than a really nice TV and a PlayStation Five. Well, what kind of successor uh, to a device is actually better and also cheaper? That's you Willie Do. I mean? That's Willie Do. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. I don't have my angle set up here, but yeah. Uh, why don't you have a camera? <laughs> I That's should. what I don't understand because the camera is looking is looking at you right now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm uh, still working on it. The whole setup here. You feel like it's you're. You, do you feel like you're being blamed? I'm blaming myself, but uh, we'll get it all figured out next episode. It's very optimistic of you. Well, yeah, I believe in myself. I sure hope you're. Right. You know, I believe in you too. Well. <laughs> okay, yeah. I feel like we're gonna figure Thanks. it. Anyway, part of the reason for the price drop is they expect to sell a, a lot more of these units. Mm. They expect to sell a combined seven million of these devices. They're pushing ahead with record-breaking production for foldables. And I sure hope they have some new tech on the front. Remember, we were talking about experimentation with the flexible glass. I'm curious what the texture is going to be Yes. from the previous model. I mean, I'll be excited either way, but I'm curious. Today's sponsor, Will, is uh, DoorDash. I've got to tell you about DoorDash. Well, I mean, I do because it's a sponsor today. But you know sure. that I use DoorDash all the time. It's my go-to for uh, ordering up food and other goods. 
don't forget the part I said previously about you can get stuff from the convenience store. You could get stuff, you know, if you forgot uh, some odds and ends, you, you maybe you need some paper towel in a pinch. Mm-hmm. You can get that stuff picked up as well. I feel like you forget sometimes. Well, all the time. You get the spill on the floor. You ran out the paper towel, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, um, it's an emergency situation. And you hop on the DoorDash. They might be able to take care of it for you. They mm-hmm. will be able to take care of it for you. Somebody will. Mm-hmm. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in thirty minutes with DoorDash. Oh, okay. You don't even have to lift a finger. You can keep playing your video games. Right on. What, what video game are you playing right you now? You know what? I've been. I actually started playing uh, this new uh, PS5 game, Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah. You ever heard of it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Well, my kids like that one. I think so. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kid friendly. Yeah. Dinner check. Deodorant check. Morning pick me up with from Duncan. Check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. De- they can bring you the deodorant. Well, well, you're <laughs> yeah. stinking up the joint. A fast deodorant? Yeah. Right on. You got to get yourself back into shape. New year, same couch. Resolutions are here, but this year they might look different. Let DoorDash focus on dinner so you can focus on resolutions that matter. That seems like it's part of the old copy right there. New, oh, yeah. New year. Oh. I mean, but it is kind of still relevant because it's it's like it's a whole new world out there as yeah. far as emerging from this uh Lockdown scenario. It's a whole new world out there. You got to take care of your goods. I mean, look, you can get the fresh, juicy watermelon chunks. I was, man, there's times where I'm craving the watermelon chunks. You ever crave the watermelon chunk? You just needed it? Yeah. Pre-cut. No rind. And cold. Uh. That's the thing. Don't forget the cold, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ice cold. Keep it in the fridge. 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. Support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurant. Limited time, you get 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. Go don't go download the DoorDash app and enter the code LUELATER2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LUELATER2021, don't forget the code LUELATER2021 for 25% off. Your first order with DoorDash. Plus, it lets, I mean, it helps the show because then they know you're using DoorDash because of us. And they're like, yeah, we want to keep sponsoring that show. And then uh, Will and I, we keep doing the show. Yeah, isn't there's that, a flow to it. Isn't it crazy how that works? <laughs> Facebook has officially launched live audio rooms and podcasts in the U.S. chasing the Clubhouse thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Clubhouse was very uh, specific to a time period when people were trapped and locked at home, you know? Yes. But it exploded. People were like, audio rooms. Just me and my pals were in the audio room. I'm listening to some... I think peak Clubhouse was when Elon Musk was interviewing the Robin Hood CEO. Mm-hmm. That was peak Clubhouse. I mean, Clubhouse doesn't want me to say that's peak. They say our, our peak yeah, is in the future. Going. Yeah, but that felt like peak clubhouse to me. Just the, everything came together. Um, it was iOS only at the time. I recently they've uh, finally got their Android app figured out. But then in the meantime, all the big players in social media they went to the drawing board and said, "We got to have our own clubhouse stuff because we got to have everything." 
It's like every social media app has to have every feature fast that any other social media has. Now, Twitter beat Facebook to the punch. They had the feature. Spaces. Twitter Spaces. I haven't used them, but it's an audio hangout. And then Facebook has obviously been working on it in the background, and they have their own competitor now, plus all new audio products in the realm of things like podcasts. So mm. they have these live audio rooms, which are similar to Clubhouse, but then they also will now let you natively listen to your favorite podcasts inside of Facebook mm -hmm. with the little hovering thing. And I knew this already because they have been harassing me. Oh, yeah? I, I don't believe it's later? called harassing, by the way. Oh. I think I exaggerated a little bit there. I think it's called just a few emails. Okay. I'm not trying to make any accusations over here. Yeah. And uh, they were saying, yeah, get, get your podcast sorted out. We just want to... Uh, they weren't trying to pay me anything. They were just saying, we want permission to embed, to tap into the RSS feed and just... Mm broadcast that stuff over here now most people aren't going to care most people are going to say yeah all right go for it and so there's an example image in this article of i guess it's joe buttons i think it was joe buttons podcast you can scroll down and they show what the native player will look like as it plays and it kind of works in the background so you can keep browsing around facebook as it's playing mm -hmm. similar almost like a youtube picture in picture but obviously it's not a picture most of this stuff you're scrolling past right now still has to do with uh, how they'll be implementing audio rooms Actually, not everyone's going to have the audio rooms right away. It's going to be a distinct group, probably with check marks and stuff. Mm. But eventually, these features will roll out to everyone. But there you can see on the far right, the podcast player down at the bottom, which is playing across Facebook as you browse around. Mm. And so it's like this little overlay. But also, there's a dedicated player that you can see to the left of that which sort of looks like Spotify or any other player. But now you're on Facebook, so I guess your pals are there and whatever podcast you're listening to, you're chatting about and they're chatting about and people are chatting and sharing. And you might even have an audio room discussing a podcast you just listened to natively on Facebook with your pal Zuckerberg. Hmm. Is that kind of like premieres in a way? Yeah, maybe you do something like that. Yeah. Maybe you do something like Chatting that. live with mm. some content. Maybe you do something like oh. that. But anyway, every social media wants to be everything for you. They want to be your entire universe. I'm not surprised by this at all. And uh, if you're a big Facebook user, then, I mean, you can do more things in one place now. Mm -hmm. So, so be it. As far as I can tell. Let's try it out. You want me to click yes? You want me to give them the consent? For sure. Okay, yeah. maybe I should do that then. Maybe I'll I should join go the chat too. Look at all those. Uh, go look at all those requests, all uh -huh. those emails. Yeah. All right. Here's the next one. We got a kind of a weird story involving Amazon. Apparently, there's some evidence, or at least testimony. Some some worker from theirs uh, corroborated the story. One Amazon warehouse destroys 130,000 items per week, including MacBooks, COVID-19 masks, TVs, some of them new and unused, a, re a new report says. Hmm. 130,000 items a week. Now, when I first read this headline, I was like, yeah, I mean, they get a lot of returns and maybe it's not economically viable to go 
examine all those returns and they're like, we're Amazon. We're making billions here. We can't be goofing around. We got to destroy. But, and then I also have some personal experience in the area of returns because when I was a youngster, I thought I was going to be like an eBay tycoon. And so what I was doing is I was, I would purchase the big, like a lot of returns from uh, places like Best Buy or Circuit City. They didn't want to deal with it. They would put it on a pallet, wrap it up with that plastic wrap, and then you wouldn't know what was inside, but it would just be, these are returns from this time period at this retailer, good luck, and the bidding would commence. And people would be like, man, I don't know. You'd be examining the images, being like, inside that that little picture, I feel like I see something valuable. There's a PlayStation in there. I'm going to bid. And and when you're a youngster, Will, yeah. um, you're looking for any opportunity. You're looking for any angle. Sure. You're looking for any... Uh, you need to make a few bucks, however... Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of different businesses going on. Yeah. I told you about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so I would get this pallet and then break it apart and then test all the goods and then post the things that work and try to fix the things that didn't. It. Let's just put it this way. This business didn't last very long. Because uh, what I realized was by the time it makes it to me, the likelihood, it's been picked over so many times, the likelihood I got real value in there, not great. And then you got to sell all that stuff. Which I did. Or throw it out. I, I sold a few things. Okay. Actually, I did better when I just got into clothing. That was better oh, yeah. and easier and more predictable. Right. I could buy up lots of clothing and then like t-shirts and things like that from popular brands and then repost that. It was a better deal at the time. I don't know what's going on right now, but what? like they can't really break. If there's an issue with a t-shirt, you can tell right away. Yes. So what's the best thing you got? Not what? not monetary, but just the best thing. In the gadget you. pile? Yeah, or anything. In the gadget pile, it was actually a few sets of speakers, computer speakers, which were perfectly fine with a subwoofer and like a 5.1. There was a Logitech set and a couple, I think there was from a company, Cyber Acoustics. This was ages ago. Okay. But they actually worked perfectly fine and everything was in the box properly, power adapters, everything. Let's see, you're checking if they're still in business right now? Uh, Yeah, they are. There you go. Manufacturer of speakers. Yep. Yeah, computer speakers. A lot of stuff was busted, though, man. I'm telling you right now. Right. Anyway, so point being is that's what I thought when I read the headline that Amazon is currently, and and by the way, that's a huge volume. It's a scary volume. When I heard that they're destroying 130,000 items mm-hmm. per week at this one facility, I guess, in Scotland, one of their biggest UK warehouses, I was like, maybe that's what it is. But the report, if you look at the video, is actually... That they got brand new stuff set up to be destroyed. Wow. That's like sealed in a package. And then I'm like, oh, I don't, wow, this is deeper than I imagine. I don't. And they got the interview with the anonymous employee and he says, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He says some of the stuff is returned. I think he said 20,000 pieces of the 130,000. Wow. They had a sit down. Oh, there was a sit down and it was anonymous with the hood on. It's oh, very boy. covert. ITV stuff. <laughs> and he said, the other stuff is no rhyme or reason. Occasional MacBook and iPad are in there, sealed to be destroyed. 
So then, I don't know, you can start, you can rev your conspiracy stuff up. Is it an accounting thing? Do they have to show a certain number of losses? Uh, obviously, the environmental people, groups, right. would not want to see something like this because it's, like, very wasteful. The vast majority of it ends at the landfill. Some of it, I guess, gets recycled, but apparently Amazon wants to work towards more donations and things like that. But look, man, my my take on that is it's a nearly impossible volume that they're dealing with. Like these numbers to us sound huge, but I bet you if you saw the number of items shipped out of that warehouse every day in, mm. for the UK, you'd be like, dear God, how is a company this big? Right. How is a company responsible for the goods provided just to to this population? Because it's probably some staggering figure. But anyway, they obviously you would prefer for them to figure out something to do with this as opposed to just chucking it in the trash. But you know what's weird to me, Will? Mm. I look at something like this and I'm like, where does all of our stuff end up? I'm like... They're expediting the process. You're sitting there thinking, man, people could get some good use out of that. But then I'm cl like cleaning my garage the other day, and I'm like, man, everything gets thrown out at a point. Well, yeah, you go to the source, the landfill. At a point, it's like how many things are in your life today, Will, that were there 10 years ago? Not a whole lot. That's weird, right? Yeah. It's not many items that persist in your life. I mean, outside of like maybe one piece of furniture that you held on to uh, or like, man, it's a lot of this stuff is very disposable. And I'm just saying, I mean, we're part of this segment yeah. in tech here where you look at something from five years ago and it's a dinosaur. It really feels obsolete yes. outside of a few categories. Well, disposable, <laughs> meaning it could be destroyed or it could be donated. No, no, I understand. But what I'm saying is we're making all this stuff. Uh -huh. Like this impossible churn of goods that you supposedly need. And and like 90% of it, you're done with it yeah. in like a year. You're like, all right, I got it. I, like that was the promise of the product didn't meet. It wasn't, the thing was not important enough to your life to persist beyond that one year of use let's say uh -huh. some things do better like i'd like probably your mattress yeah how long it's would good, you uh, would you have that for four five years i would say that's it i feel i thought you could get like 10 years well if i flip it it would be another four or five years right oh, I mean, like rotating the tires yeah never crossed my mind no oh I guess TVs tend to persist in people's lives a little bit longer. They hang on to those a bit longer. I mean, I sure, don't. Yeah. I, for the most part, I don't. But uh, it's an it's just an interesting thought. Even even things like cars. Like how how long are you? What happens? I mean, eventually, mm -hmm. when you consider the amount of effort that goes into these goods and energy and development and things, it's kind of feels like they should hang around longer than they do yes. but don't i mean this is an impossible conversation because if you can't convince people to buy new things you can't employ the people to make and deliver those things and it's a terrifying reality i don't know what happens
if we're not trading things with one another, if we're not feeling like we have to buy that next item, what is what is happening in the world? I don't know. Mm. It at least hasn't been that way globally in a really long time. Right. So, but certainly, if there are people that can get use out of things and you can extend the lifespan of something, it doesn't have to hit the landfill as early. Then that's meaningful yes. and useful. And anybody would want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. Like last night when I'm cleaning the garage, I had an extra dog crate. Like, oh. like I had so many of these dog crates. And the neighbor rolls past and she's like, hey, you mind if I had the dog crate? And I said, you take the dog crate. That's beautiful. Oh. You need the dog crate. I got the extra dog crate. You take the dog crate. Yeah. So... That stuff can happen in life, and it's a wonderful thing when somebody can get some more use out of something. Yeah. After you're done with it, it can happen. But mm -hmm. at the scale of Amazon, imagine the complexity of who's going to get the thing and what kind of contracts need to be in place. And then the expectations, like even Apple got in trouble when you saw all those smashed Apple watches from the mm -hmm. service centers. They can't, man, it's hard to figure it out. Who do you trust? And then you got personal information on the returns because it's gadgets. Right. And, and, oh, anyway, you can yeah. move to the next one. And this one is a little easier to digest. It's a simple straw that promises to cure your hiccups. That's it. Oh. A, a contraption once and for all. Be done with hiccups. Have you ever had hiccups before, Will? All the time. All the time? Yeah. I think I eat, I swallow too quickly. Really? Like when you, I just want to know, when you, when you say all the time, I'm, I'm actually curious here. It's not... Uh, well, yeah, it's it's pretty common, I would say. I want to know how frequent. Mm, two, three times a week. What? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's highly irregular. Right? No, I'm thinking that's pretty regular as far as hiccups oh, go. Oh. No, no, okay. no. Regular in the sense that you're having the hiccups regularly. I don't know if it's regular compared to other people. Compared to other people, I would think it would be irregular. Like the amount of it. Like you're saying you're, uh, I've, well, definitely if you're comparing to me, I would say I can't even remember the last time I had Exactly, hiccups. yeah. I feel like that's like a lot of people, right? But my kids get hiccups. Oh. But maybe they also eat fast too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink enough water while I eat. <laughs> or maybe that's it. Yeah, I think it's a lot of things. You don't drink it while you eat? Uh, not really, no. I drink afterwards, which does help with the hiccups. You know, it kind of subsides afterwards. Why are you drinking afterwards? What's wrong with drinking afterwards? No, I'm just curious. I don't know. I like to enjoy my food. I feel like I need to have a drink nearby in order to enjoy my food properly. Sure. Because it acts as like a little reset in between different flavors. No, I hear you. I hear you. I do that sometimes. In fact... I remember having gone to the restaurant where they would bring something to cleanse the palate in between the dishes. If you go to like a really fancy restaurant oh, okay. and, and uh, it was a sorbet, but like a subtle sorbet, it wasn't super sweet or anything. Like we're gonna, you, you, you have this little tiny amount of sorbet that you would eat and then the next dish would come out. Every time? I think it only happened once. Oh. At, in between like the appetizer and the main oh, okay, dish. Yeah. And then this thing was in between. And I was like, you know what? I feel reset right now. I'm ready for anything. Uh, 
I'm getting hungry thinking about this. Anyway, this little device, you need it then, Will. If you're two, three yeah, times a week, you actually should get this because apparently in 90% of the people that they studied, this immediately cured their hiccups. So what it is, is it's a straw with a bend at the top and a tiny little hole on the bottom. And the idea here is that you have to pull really hard to bring water through it. And so you would engage the diaphragm with that amount of suction necessary. And you could trigger the reaction for the, the nerves to send to the brain that, hey, we're okay, we don't need to keep hiccuping. Right. If you scroll down, it will give you some of the science behind why you have hiccups. Yeah, okay, you can. well, the name is Hickaway. Okay, so you're you're upset. Hick, why? <laughs> Hiccup. I, I get it, but oh. that's a, You're, a weird term. Okay. You know? Yeah. Anyways, moving on. No, no, I, I you're right. You're right. It's an unfortunate name. Yeah. But they they just want to say that your hiccup is going to go away. Yeah. That's all, Will. I hear you. They just want to I let, just had to spin it. Just, no, no, you, you, you make a fair point. You make a fair point. It's a $14 cure that they claim is far more reliable than any other option. Uh, the, your hiccups start when the diaphragm, what the diaphragm muscle in your chest contracts. So your lungs fill with air, it begins to spasm, starting a chain reaction, and the vagus nerve panics. And quickly, is that the, is that the word panics? Where am I reading this? Yes. And quickly closes the epi, epiglottis at the back of your throat, creating that hick sound. An emergency reflex that's useless to modern humans. Anyway, so if you do this, you sip through this particular straw with this shape and that tiny little hole, it is going to reset your brain's relationship with that nerve. Interesting. And let it, let it know that everything is okay. For me, if I ever have had hiccups, which like I said, is probably like maybe twice a year or something, uh, usually just holding my breath for a bit works. But Yeah, I, there's different ways to but maybe, solve it. Maybe it's a placebo. I don't really know. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> anyway, that's all the things that I wanted to talk about in uh, our usual uh, detour clad fashion. Yes. Clad with detours. <laughs> Remember watching commercials as a kid? Uh, trem clad. Trem clad. That sounded really familiar. Trem clad. It's, it's a paint for outdoor furniture, I believe. And you would, um, you would paint up rusty. The commercial would be a uh, rusty right. outdoor furniture. And you would just throw this on and it's like new. Right. Well, paint does wonders. Anyway, our our uh, our show here is clad, but but instead it's detour clad. There you go. Anyway, but anyway, that wraps up that portion, but we gotta do <laughs> we still got Willie Doo's uh moment to shine here in yeah. which he brings the best of the internet to us. And this is our hybrid format where Willie Do is going to just, he's going to shock us. He's going to entertain us. He's going to surprise us. It's all going to happen. And it's that portion of the show. And it's rapid fire. Yeah. So I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's see what you got. 
So here we have the 2022 Mercedes AMG SL Spied with less camouflage than ever before. Yeah, that is an interesting amount of camouflage. Do they sort of slowly allow more of it to be exposed? Anyway, as you can see, the front end is uh, still covered for the most part, but this is a, an upcoming 2022 Mercedes convertible uh, with the AMG badge on there. So presumably it's going to be fairly pow powerful. Now they're letting you see a portion of the front grille, which has a kind of, it looks like a recessed section for the plate. I don't know if any of that is going to be uh, official or if any of that is going to be a permanent part of the design, but uh, this could be a nice ride for a guy like you. Well, you drop the top, you get out there on a nice day, mm -hmm. 2022 AMG. Next up, social media expects Apple to try again with this color for the iPhone 13. You know, I saw that people weren't, that they may skip the 13 number because it's not the luckiest everywhere. Right. Anyway, uh, what is this color? Like a gold? Is it like a, oh, never mind. A pink, a real pink, a pink pink. Hot pink. The internet is filled with renders of a pink iPhone 13 allegedly coming later this year. I think it's not the worst idea ever. Uh, I mean, they got some, they got some redundant colors that sort of overlap, and even the red that they did this year, I was like, "What is this red?" It wasn't. It was kind of like a pinkish red, but a unknown red. Uh, I would call this bubblegum pink. Fruity. Hubba bubba. There we go. Double bubble. Bubblegum pink. I think they should do it iPhone 13 name off-putting. Oh, that's what I was just talking about. How about the image they chose to use in this article, by the way? Mm. That's an Unbox Therapy original from the iPhone 13 mock-up. Yeah, I know, you know, you got to sell this thing globally, and there's all types of superstitions around numbers. The recent Snapdragon, they go with triple eight. Eight is huge in parts of Asia, at least. Uh, 13, often you wouldn't even have that floor in a building. Mm -hmm. they would skip 13 because it's unlucky in other cultures. I don't even know which ones. Uh, I I kind of like the number 13. Yes. Like just looking at it and on a sports jersey or something, but definitely others don't. So the apparently they're playing around with the idea of calling it the iPhone 2021. I don't see that happening. Could they really jump all the way to the 14 and just mm -hmm. act like it never happened? PS5 disc surprise from Walmart. Digital buyers will get upgraded for free. That is a nice little touch. You don't normally uh, experience something like that as a pre-order customer. I'm going through pre-order madness right now with the Tesla stuff mm. because they never canceled the Plaid Plus and they're like, oh, preparing for delivery. They just switched it to a Plaid regular. I'm like, I don't need two Plaid regulars. Anyway, uh, yes, this looks good. So Walmart is instead going to give pre-order customers the disc model because it overestimated how much PS5 disc inventory it had on hand. So that's a $100 upgrade. $399 is the digital version. $499 is the disc version. So that's a pleasant surprise. You get mm -hmm. a free... I don't know that anyone's going to be upset with that. You get a free disc drive. There you go. All right, next we have a video clip. It is... Oh, it's going to be one of these tool satisfying tool clips. So we have, oh, yes, one of these butterfly-style, uh, what do you call that? That's a toggle bolt, I believe is the name for that. 
mm-hmm. and it it showcases from the other side of the wall how this tech operates if you've never installed one before. Now, there's all kinds of different methods for securing a fixture on a wall from uh, the different plugs that exist that you pre-drill. Uh, my favorite is actually from a company called Toggler. Okay. And it's a synthetic material, and you snap off the other piece. But these ones work relatively well to up to a certain weight. But what a genius little invention. Very Everybody cool. loves this, man. So useful. And you don't need to hit the stud, and you tighten up to it. Lovely. 2022 Toyota Tundra officially revealed in full after internet leak. Ooh, you know I like trucks. Some people don't know how to keep a secret. What can I say about the appearance of this? I don't mind it. It kind of looks like a mix of what GM is doing with the way that the wheel wells are shaped and the uh, the little fender flare there. It looks like a mix of, the, of GM and then a little more Ford on the front, similar to the Raptor with the plastic grill. Now, this image I'm looking at looks like a TRD Pro model, mm. which is the off-road trim. I don't mind it. It looks a little bit flat, a little bit couchy to me. Uh, maybe the stance, but I will have to see. It's just one image, and I like the off-roady aspect of it because, as you know, I'm a fan of the Raptor. So um, who knows? Maybe I'm looking at Toyota next. More than 56,000 people have signed p- petitions to stop Jeff Bezos from returning to earth after his trip this was the joke we were making about oops we lost we lost jeff bezos yeah not a guy that i guess you want to lose uh some people fifty-six thousand. it's kind of a rude petition to sign there's two petitions this is the more popular one do not right now is forty-seven thousand. do not allow jeff bezos to return to earth almost fifty thousand that's a bit much. I mean, I know it's a joke. A bit rude. <laughs> I know it's a joke, but it's gotta be. You gotta be pretty nervous about to jump to space. But ah, Bezos knows what he's doing. He knows he, he's, people are gonna be rubbed the wrong way, and uh, I don't think this is gonna phase him at all. The petition, and I don't think it's gonna stop him from coming back to Earth. So it's just, a, it's a little troll. It's a little joke. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's stored under oil because it's very reactive to moisture and air. Most metals are hard, but sodium metal is really soft. Oh, weird. You can squish it just with your fingers. It's like cheese. If you squeeze mm-hmm. really hard. Metals are usually shiny and sodium metal this is part's as well. This part's the best. But because it's so reactive, it quickly tarnishes. But because it's so soft, it can be easily cut with a knife. And on the inside, we can see the nice and shiny metal. Whoa. After only like 10 seconds, it's... Cool. Softy cool. metal, cheesy metal. Oh yeah. Uh, what can I say? Is I, I I get curious immediately if there's any practical application for it outside of sitting in a bucket of oil. Mm-hmm. But it is cool to know. As it kind of oxidizes. I mean, I knew that there were softer metals because there's metals that you can bend really easily, certain alloys and stuff uh-huh. that are very flexible and bendable. Edible water. This person's YouTube channel is called Bore.D. You get it? <laughs> Bored. So he kind of makes like a Minecraft or some sort of video game uh, concoction here. Edible water. I'm, I don't I don't understand what I'm dealing with here, Will. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, like it's like a jello water. 
inside of caps. That's cool. A lot of editing with the video game stylings. Does he actually eat one? Hmm. Whoa. Is that? Oh, I don't even know if I want that. Uh, I don't even know if that's refreshing. I mean, maybe in a pinch, but... Uh, you just eat it. Pack it up and eat it. All right. Whenever you say, well. Oh, there we go. We're done with the speed round. Lovely. I think I like that little mixture that we did there. Mm -hmm. Willie Do got his part, his little piece of the internet inserted in there. He showed us the best that there, that the internet had to offer today. And uh, we battled through our variety of news slash detours. We even momentarily talked about hash brown varieties. I feel like we did it all. It's a good time. There you have it. We'll be back. Oh, don't forget the guest. The tomorrow, guest. tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mystery guest. <laughs>